Hey everyone, welcome back to the M&M podcast. This will be part two of the episode that I did with Leonie. We basically looked back on all our favorite childhood shows and things we did as kids. So watch that first if you haven't already, and yeah, hope you enjoy. You know, I I did watch a little bit of Blue's Clues. Mm. The millennials were very upset because, like, the original Blue's Clues, the guy just, like, up and left. And I remember, like, a year ago, he apologized. And all the millennials were like, I don't accept your apology because you left the... <laughs> but what I, the kids who I was concerned about, though, was um, the Max and Ruby. Never saw a parent there either. So I was like, what's going on? Are they being neglected? You know? Oh, because in all of these, um, in all of these shows, the parents don't exist. Or, like, if it is an adult, it's just, like, a random pair of arms or, like, a random walking apron. And, like, that's it. Yeah, they do have a trope and cartoon of making the parent either absent or never showing their face. Because I think I heard somewhere that um, it helps keep, like, the whimsy of living in a world just with children. But I think Mm. it's also important to show them interacting in a healthy way with adults and you know figures. That is that is a really good point. Peppa Pig is a great influence for wait, say that again. Peppa Pig. Mm. It's a great cartoon for kids because it's such a healthy family dynamic. It shows healthy ways to resolve conflict between peers. It is the most realistic like depiction of childhood, in my opinion. Because like the kids aren't like perfect little angels. Like they make mistakes and the parents are like you know, this is how you don't do it. And, like, the parents are, I like Peppa Pig. You know, yeah. she she's a real one. Got me through. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I also, I watched um exactly one episode of Peppa Pig. Ah. I loved imitating her accent when I was younger. Yeah. I had I had a friend um who was in seventh grade or eighth grade. No, 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 sixth or seventh grade. Um, mm-hmm. who really, really loved Peppa Pig, like, even then, and had, like, a Peppa Pig-themed birthday party. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> everyone everyone dragged her for it, but now that I think about it, it's honestly kind of cute. Like, no, because your friend was onto something. Like, she, she saw the brilliance of Peppa. <laughs> yeah. I'm Peppa Pig. <laughs> this is my little brother, George. <laughs> yeah. This is Peppa Pig. Nice. Like if you jump in muddy puddles, you must <laughs> jump in muddy puddles. <laughs> I remember there was an episode where she met the Queen of England, and then she was like, "Do you boss people around?" And then she was like, "Your Majesty," and told her to put her boots on. And I was like, "Someone get your child. Someone get her. <laughs> Someone get her." You know what show we haven't talked about? What Dora. <laughs> I I loved Dora. Apparently, my parents would say that while I was watching Dora, I would very actively engage with all of the questions Dora asked. <laughs> like Dora would say, "Are you ready?" and I would go, "Yeah, I am ready, Dora." <laughs> that is so. Cute. Can you find the map? It's in your backpack. I can. I can do it for you, Dora. Pick me. Choose me. <laughs> no, that's so cute. 
you you were like I'm ready to learn <laughs> I am I am ready to be an independent girl boss with Dora <laughs> I for as long as I can remember I never like was like the biggest fan of Dora and I'm like I feel bad but I, I don't at the same time because she kept asking stupid questions and I was a very practical kid I know that's hard to believe so <laughs> I mean some of my first memories were like it's in your backpack it's always going to be in your backpack <laughs> It's always going to be, it's not going to move, Dora. It's not going to move. Why are you asking me? You, you're you're irresponsible. Why are you traveling by yourself? You're four. And I was a very practical kid. So I was like, I was never impressed by her. I was never impressed. And she'd be like, swipe or no swipe. He can't understand English, babe. Why are you telling him not to swipe? <laughs> never understood her. Okay. She was a little slow on the pickle. The topic I did watch was, um, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I was oh my god! Every single day of the week. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse was an Mickey Mouse Clubhouse was what, possibly one of my very first fictional world worlds that I physically wanted to be transported into. Oh yeah, I totally got what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> like I I legitimately wanted to be in like the Mickey Mouse things. Like yeah. the clubhouse just looks so fun. It looks so fun, and like you'd actually have a good time. They had so many yeah. fun features. No, no, exactly. Because, and, yeah. like, if you compare, like, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse to, like, modern-day children things, like, with trampolines mm-hmm. and, like, those plastic bubble things, like, those right. places are gross. But somehow, yeah. it just feels like these um, fictional places would just always be so clean, always it's be so, so fun. And with and all, like, the little mm-hmm. machines and things like that, yeah. you would, like... And I always wanted to call Toodles. I'd always be like, Toodles! Toodles! <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, toodles I, toodles was honestly my favorite character like toodles yeah. had its own personality and i love that they did that like toodles was a whole different character yeah and i loved um i wanted to hang out with minnie and daisy so oh bad my gosh, yes and remember, like, this little spinoff thing where minnie and daisy had their boutique <laughs> welcome to the <laughs> boutique <Yes>. <laughs> If I'm in fashion, I would choose My girl, Minnie. I was so excited. And I was actually just humming the hot dog song a couple hours ago. <laughs> hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. <laughs> nah, that was my jam. It and literally I, I was. I Goofy's laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> 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 I always thought he was so, oh my gosh. Did you ever watch the Mickey Mouse? Like, you know, the shorts where it was just Mickey. And, but like, it was like more sarcastic. Like, I felt like I connected to Mickey more. It was like the Mickey Mouse shorts. It came up all the time a couple of years ago. You have to know what I'm talking about. It was I, I so- think I do. I think I do. I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was one where um, it was a really hot day. And then Mickey, um, what's the duck's name? Donald, Donald Duck. <laughs> And Goofy were really hot, and they were trying to find ways to cool down. And they saw an ice cream truck, and then they they got to the ice cream truck, and then it made the whole town freeze over. And they're like, "Ah, yay!" And then Donald at the end was like, "I'm freezing," and it was so funny. And I thought it was peak comedy. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) "Honestly, watching these childhood shows now just hits different." And I it feel really like it's still low-key entertaining. Live and Maddie, bro. I could watch that show oh again, and I would still be so entertained. It was genuinely so funny and captivating. Like, 
I was a, I was a Mickey. I was not Mickey. I was a Mad, Living Maddie stan. I had the shoes. I had Living Maddie shoes. I had the Living Maddie book. <laughs> no one could have even touched me. Like I loved Living Maddie. <laughs> you know, I I never watched Hannah Montana as a kid because like my parents thought she was too sassy. <laughs> too sassy. I I watched Hannah Montana. I really liked the theme song. And but I was always upset with her because she kept keeping it a huge secret. Like I would tell I kept thinking I would tell everyone if I was a pop star. Oh yeah, why why didn't she tell anyone that she was Hannah Montana? She wants to have a normal life. I was like, girl, bye. (laughs) She didn't tell her best friend. Bro, okay, see, that's that that's out of bounds right there. Weird oh, I would tell my best friend immediately. (laughs) She gave my best friend. We actually in third and fourth grade had a ham handshake like associated with Liv and Maddie, we'd be like, we'd be like, and then we'd be like, bam, what? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. We love Liv and Maddie. Also, there was, um, oh my gosh, back to Disney Junior though, Sophia the First. Sophia the First was a cultural reset. Okay, I don't know the whole theme song. Okay, I was a girl in a village doing that. I was like, yes, Sophia, work. You know, she was she she was the doctor, right? No, that's Doc McStuffin. Oh, right. Sophia the first is the princess. Princess, right? You know, her mom married the king, and Mm. she overnight. You know, (laughs) and at first, her sister Amber, like her new sister Amber, she was kind of like. She was kind of mean. She was kind of jealous. I was like, are you jealous because you're not a brunette? Are you jealous? Okay, why are you jealous? She was like mean to Sophia and stuff. I was like, I wanted to jump into the screen and beat her up because like, how dare you disrespect my girl Sophia, you know? So, but like, she got nicer. Like, she was fine. But Sophia the first, the fashion, fantastic. Okay, I just loved everything about it. Doc McStuffins, though, she was... Me and Doc McStuffins, yeah. She was great. Mm-hmm. You know, she had a hip, hip like a nurse that was a hippo named Hattie. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what? What else did I do as a kid? Why am I blanking out on my childhood so much? <laughs> was it sad? <laughs> you had a sad childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I had a happy childhood, relatively. Relatively. <laughs> yeah. Watch a lot of TV to escape normal life. <laughs> what I else still do I that, do? bestie. Yeah, bestie. <laughs> Honestly, right now, right now, the TV's all in here. I'm just like, anywhere but reality. TV. And reading definitely oh, reading. me. I was like, let me pretend nothing exists. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, because I remember at one point I was like maybe seven or eight and I read Magic Treehouse. Um, and I was absolutely like I would pretend I would read the book. Dude, that is where my obsession with making myself a character in the books and pretending oh I was living the stories began because I wanted to be in that book with them so bad going along those adventures. I would read the book and I would be like, oh, I, 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 
I, I just like insert myself into the pages and say like I said that I dialogue right there I know what you mean like I wanted to because like these characters lives are so fun like I read yeah. Junie, B. Jones. Junie B. Jones like I thought she was hilarious I was like yes queen and um dork diaries diary of a wimpy kid like those are like the things like are stapled in American yeah and i was like yes you know thing with diary of a wimpy kid though the only indian kid in that oh girl oh girl (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) i never thought indian people were like that i was not like those people (laughs) look on the bright side at least there was an indian person i was still (laughs) Oh, that is true. I was looking for the black people. They weren't there. That is true. No. Yeah. But hey, at least no representation is better than bad representation. That is, no, that that is that is true. You know, let's let's focus on right now. Right now, it is so much better. So much. You're better. right. You're right. I re- they have such good representation nowadays, and I think, and that's what I'm saying. Because we can't be like, oh, they have good representation. Let's stop, you know, dragging them. No, you mm. gotta drag Disney through the men. Because if we didn't drag them, they wouldn't have done this. They wouldn't have felt the pressure to create good representation. You can't let them get too comfy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because after I watched Encanto, I almost like teared up because that was some of the best representation I've seen. Because um, you, you know, you watched was, what Encanto oh yes oh absolutely yeah this like beautiful family of like everyone was different shades and the most beautiful girl in town was also happened to be like the most darker skin I was like I was so happy yes yes I love that I've never ever seen that like where like someone like with really dark skin was considered like really beautiful it just doesn't happen so you know because it's it's really crazy because even once you start looking back on these shows, you also start to like notice all these things on how the good characters were always the fairer skinned ones and like yeah. the, the villains of the episodes were the darker skinned ones. That you, always was there. You made such a great point. Oh like like even even amongst all the Indian characters, there were still different shades of skin. Yeah. And it would, that would still be prevalent. So right. And that happens with so much American and like movies from abroad too like so many things like i know a lot of nollywood movies like there would always be the most beautiful girl like in all the whole town the whole village or whatever they'd always describe her oh she was a beautiful fair skin yes fair i'm like (laughs) like, yeah yeah like it the word fair almost yeah like the word beauty Right. Yeah, the, the word fair almost became synonymous with beauty. It was like the, the fairest girl in the world or like, oh in, in the region. Yeah. Girl, would you shut up? Like <laughs> these these um Eurocentric colonial ideas and beauty standards has a chokehold on y'all. Let it go. Okay. Literally. Literally. And and going back. <laughs> and and going back to what you were saying, a lot of progress certainly has been made, but we do mm-hmm. need to keep going. We do need a lot yeah. more. And you're so so right and I'm I'm happy because at least like the kids we certainly didn't really get the best representation but like like kids coming they'll definitely see movies like Encanto which will already be old absolutely you know and like movies like Encanto and you know like 
new superhero movies that have more representation from different mm-hmm. cultures like Genji and Black Panther they're gonna be like oh yeah I you know we're seeing ourselves be superheroes and stuff and we're seeing ourselves be seen as like desirable instead of just like their token funny yeah quirky. yeah <laughs> and I think I think I didn't like realize how much that impacted me but like now that I'm thinking back on how I used to like I used to legitimately wish that I had blue eyes just because I saw on some show like girls with magical powers had the blue eyes and I was like oh my god those blue eyes or I'd be like so how am I gonna be pretty because like none of these characters look like me yes I, I always wanted to straighten my hair I wanted my hair to be so straight and silky because no one no one that was considered beautiful had my hair type and I was like well that must mean I am a rat okay so I have have really straight hair and my hair was damaged for a really long time but it's okay I fixed it and yeah so I think it's just really really important that you know you see yourselves in different lights and I think for a long time Hollywood thought representation meant okay well just with black stories right you'd have these stories where it was all about like black suffering and like all the bad things that were done to us we're like we know but show us some things where we're superheroes or vampires or like something like make it cool like why are you showing us all about our suffering we know how we suffered okay we don't need that i'm tired of black pain i want to be superheroes gosh darn it i want i feel like i feel like eventually we should reach a point where it won't even be about like oh my gosh there is like a person of color doing something but like Mm -hmm it'll it'll just be like so normalized where it won't be about their race or their ethnicity it'll just be about them you know what i'm saying yeah i totally like right now like right now we don't say oh my gosh there's another brown haired person doing something like hair color is just hair color i feel like eventually if we reach a point where race and ethnicity and like skin color it's just another physical feature of you like it's a part of your identity but it is not your identity it doesn't define you exactly it's appreciated and celebrated but it's not appreciated and celebrated in spite of the fact that you're doing something like, exactly exactly like oh my gosh what a stunning you know poc lead in this action show or like no like what a what a stunning lead yeah now like like credit credit the person like what what a stunning person you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an amazing person, and you know, a lot of people. I know some people on the internet that were upset about Isabella's uh, skin tone. They're like, "Why are they making her so dark to be politically correct?" As if dark-skinned people don't exist. Like, are you stupid? <laughs> They're acting like like dark-skinned people don't exist. And Have you seen like all of the people outside of Europe? They don't even consider it. It's what I'm saying. I'm just like, that's crazy. They're like, what kind of politically correct i'm like babe most of the world it, it's not light yeah no <laughs> so just because you're seeing someone that doesn't look like you and you're getting uncomfy doesn't mean you get to discredit a whole population of people and i think that's where it comes from like you know people that look like have your section features aren't being the sole like definition of beauty anymore and it's uncomfy you know, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. that doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel great, does it? <laughs> yeah. I know seeing Doc McStuffins was really great for me. Like, mm. growing up, I was like, oh my gosh. You know, it actually had a good amount of diversity. It had, like, 
black and other POC like doctors and professionals and it was great and it was also it was also really cool seeing like um her I guess like child like you know how each childhood show has like a superpower right I guess in a sense yeah. like her superpower was medicine I thought right. that was cool that was super cool and in Sophia the First it had really really good representation too because it had different um, kingdoms right and all these kingdoms loosely represented real life ethnicities mm. and, and it was super super cool that's cool and they I will yeah yeah I'll look into that now I haven't really They're just like they just like it was you know a lot of shows try to explain the background of people and while they have good intentions it's just further magnifying that there's an other mm. while while if you just show representation without explaining where they come from exactly exactly like they're just normal people you don't need yeah to yeah that, that that also goes into what I was saying before like if we just um in shows and stuff just like show societies as they are with a bunch of different people without like really emphasizing oh well here's a different type of person here's another different type of person it'll mm-hmm. just normalize that and and it'll it, it won't um it'll account for like decreasing some of that awkwardness or like I feel like everyone's always walking on thorns when they're talking about different cultures like mm-hmm. it's okay it's okay okay, like, it's okay. Just them. because if you you know show kids different cultures from a young age they're not gonna just they're not gonna question it when they get older because they're no don't know like oh lots of people different like amounts of people exist in different parts of the world and I'm not gonna understand everything but it's okay because I can always learn but if these shows are like this person is from South Asia (laughs) can you say (laughs) and I'm just like (laughs) they eat food that's a little weird but you should <laughs> bring it up. <laughs> I was like, that's so bad. Yeah. 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 Well, that's so funny. All right. I think with that, we shall conclude this episode. We talked about a lot. We um, did talk about a lot. We did not stay on one topic. <laughs> Honestly, that's always how it goes. It's always fun when you don't stay on topic. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yes, thank you so much for coming. This was Leonie. Um, Hi. Okay. It was well, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was the next episode of the Eminem podcast. Um, All right. <laughs> new episodes come out approximately every other Monday. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoyed this one. Until next time, bye for now. Bye. <laughs>